brother, brother, brothers. Oh, yeah. It's me, Austin. Awesome. Oh, doesn't matter what you think. I lie. Oh, you didn't know. And I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. See, I just didn't stand. You just made the list. Bam. Welcome, welcome, welcome to WWEGL on Regal 91.1 FM. I am your host, Logan Hurston, and I'm, of course, joined by my co-host, Jungle Boy, Noah Phillips. It is great to be here in Insert City here. I'm going to put on a fantastic podcast for all these great people that are listening to us right here in the Bradley Basin studio. And, of course, the WWEGL champion, Killer Cooper Prater. Look, I'm not saying that I'm the most influential wrestling podcaster in the game right now because obviously that would be conceited and cocky of me Um, but what I am saying is that a few weeks ago on this very podcast I referenced a Looney Tunes character and then not but last night on national television the AEW world champion Maxwell Jacob Friedman also referenced a Looney Tunes character and if you think that's a coincidence you're a bigger mark than Noah Phillips is for JBL was that wait I don't remember this, and I watched He called Dynamite. Dax Harwood uh, Yosemite Sam. He did, didn't he? I, I don't know. He was spewing a lot of venom at Dax Harwood, <laughs> so it all kind of <laughs> rolls together. All I remember is him making fun of Dax and giving the impression of Dax and literally going, my wife, my daughter. This business. I, this business. And then Dax <laughs> giving the, wrestling. <laughs> Dax giving the exact same promo afterwards, and he goes, he goes I'm going to beat the crap out of you. You know what? No, I'm going to beat the out of you and he goes and if you mention my wife and daughter i'll gouge your eyes out and i was like brother it's too late it's too late oh i cannot wait for that i'm ready to collide this saturday brother but uh let's you know i want to i want to say something this is out the gate um unless there's actual stuff of controversy that needs to be talked about we we try to stray away from you know wrestling stuff so we will not be talking about seamus's review of barbie Oh, uh, Seamus had a controversial review of Barbie? Uh, yeah, he uh, he did not like it. Let's just say that. Um, and we will not be talking about uh, NXT and Ron DeSantis. Ooh, yeah, we're, we're staying away from let's, that. I need, let's, I need to hear Seamus's review of Oppenheimer. This, <laughs> that's what I need to hear. He's just, it's going to be Oppenheimer is bomb. Because that's <laughs> what his wrong. Barbie review was. It's just Barbie is, insert emoji here. You can guess what emoji that is. Um, but let's go ahead. You want to? Let's start with Fed Talk. You know, let's go ahead and get into SmackDown. There's not much to Speaking talk. Speaking of insert emojis here, <laughs> <laughs> aren't I funny? No, you, you watched SmackDown live, didn't you? No, I did not watch it live. Did you watch it live? Not at all. <laughs> None of us watched <laughs> SmackDown live, brother. You would not pay me. I'm. I'm be honest. I haven't caught it on, on my limited time on this earth. You think I want to spend it watching SmackDown live? <laughs> Get out of here. Come I would on. like to watch it SmackDown live. You know, 2016. Yeah, they had that great roster. You Actually, know. I would. Dean like, Ambrose, WWE champ, baby. Bring me back to those days, especially when yeah, Dean Ambrose, WWE. I mean, uh, not WWE. AJ Styles, WWE champion. Yeah. You had the tag division was awesome, and then there was also James Ellsworth. You know, we don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> people, look, we, we look at good. the past with rose-colored glasses often. Shinsuke was there too, until, and he was awesome until Jinder buried him. I, well, him, his first feud was with Dolph Ziggler, so yeah, you know, it's fine. It's like I don't know, man. I, I saw a couple of uh, clips on YouTube from like I don't know. Dolph, I think, has been doing the interview circuit recently or something, mm-hmm. and uh, he like 
did a live podcast with somebody and he he joked about the fact that like from 2015 to like 2018 he was every NXT main roster call-ups first feud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Or like, he was related to him with, like, Drew and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He was the go-to guy. Now it's The Miz, but, you know. Right. The Miz has filled that slot. I also love that on – I went to Dolph Ziggler's Instagram today, and his pinned post is a picture that says, the most overrated WWE wrestlers of all time, number one, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> and that's it. But uh, let's go get to SmackDown. Let's look at some highlights. We are not going to go over the whole show because, brother, I did not watch the whole show. I watched the important parts. Hey, man, WWE YouTube channel is putting in work here. You know, it, it might be a good thing that Alex Houston is not here today because we'd probably have to hear him rant about LA Knight for another 10 minutes, brother. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, it would be more entertaining probably than anything on SmackDown. Yeah, true. I don't know. The four-way was pretty good. They had the four-way, um, the second one for the U.S. title between Sheamus L.A. Knight, as mentioned, Rey Mysterio and um, Cameron Grimes. Good to see. At least he's on t- Cameron Grimes. A little mispronunciation Ooh. there. Good to see he's on TV, you know. They had a good match. It was fun. Fun four-way. I mean, you can't really go wrong with a four-way. Yeah. When you have those I mean, you can. When you have those type of performers. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I trust, um, you know, that roster to, um, you know, put in a good multi-man if, if you, you know, want to. Uh, put as many talented people on TV as possible. That's a good way to do it. Yep, we have uh, Santos uh, Ray next week, which I'm actually kind of excited for. Um, and hopefully, one of them takes the belt off of Theory. You, you mean tomorrow? Oh yeah, Not it is Thursday. tomorrow, brother. <laughs> it is tomorrow. It's tomorrow, and then we collide the next day. We collide the next day. We don't, don't rampage. We? It never ends. As it much as never ends. As much as I, I would like uh, to say that I think we're going to have a, a new champ. Uh, by this time tomorrow, um, my my gut instinct tells me that for whatever reason they still are gonna roll with the you know A town down A town uh, the most machine. Atlanta man this uh, just the, you could not be any more Atlanta than Austin Theory he reps his city <laughs> that is um, for better <laughs> and for worse um, but uh, yeah I mean I don't know man. It'll probably be a good match, but um, Charlotte beat Io clean in a okay match. Hey, you know everybody we has. Can, we continue the trend of every single Money in the Bank winner wins the briefcase and then loses every single match before going into a cash in. At least she's actually like held on to the briefcase. True, more than a, one for day. A, more than a week. <laughs> she's like, like, it could be worse. Yeah, she's broken. She's broken the curse of of the women's money in the bank and has uh, inherited the curse of the men's money in the bank. Yeah, <laughs> she's literally. Uh, I think the second longest of the Mella, who was the first holder of it. So that yeah probably is right. Um, I guess we're doing Charlotte Oscar Summer. Or wait, isn't it, it is a triple threat, right? Yeah, they announced triple threat. Yes, but there wasn't Bianca there. They just didn't have Bianca on the show. She got a week off, brother. I guess she got a week. She got off. vacation. What? When is, I watched, is Bianca Bianca's a Raw star, no, isn't she? No, she's SmackDown, she, brother. She was drafted. They just flipped the <laughs> whole. <laughs> That's right. There was a whole brand split, and I didn't even remember. Well, I mean, to be fair, the brand split doesn't matter because Judgment Day is on every brand, apparently. So that's uh, just Dominic Mysterio, brother, and Rhea. Well, Rhea um, and uh, the I guess the Judgment Day are yeah, so the, the entire faction is technically Raw superstars, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Judgment Day are so cool that they uh, they go past the brand split. They uh, <laughs> you ain't lying. 
they transcend it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I was fine with them being on NXT because I like me and roster being because it's like they're not really drafted against NXT. Nobody's drafted to NXT, so it makes sense. Yeah, they go there, but like fine. it is a little weird to see Dom. I guess they did it because it was in Orlando, so it was supposed to be like you know they had a bunch of like uh, NXT stars in the crowd. Apparently, I think uh, Tiffany Stratton had a dark match. Oh yeah, yeah. They had some, some of them showed up backstage. Uh, they had uh, drag, up the show. Yeah. Dragon Lee and Ray segment. They also yeah, had Dragon about. and Wesley sitting by each other. So that was that was pretty funny. Uh, um, the Lee brothers. The Lee brothers. They should just do that tag team. Um, what was the MSK? MS Lee. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, Trade one problematic guy for another. Dom defends his um. Newly won North American title against Butch and wins. What an absolute legend. <laughs> Already. Demoralizing take, NXT you, legends. You take, you take your flares, you take your San Martinos, all of them mean nothing compared to dirty Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> and, hey, brother, all I'm saying is the dirtiest player in the game, Ric Flair versus dirty Dominic Mysterio. That's a match Ooh. of the century right there, brother. Dream match. Flair would be down to do it tomorrow. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Flair said, sign me up, yeah. brother. Um, and then finally, we had tribal combat announcement. With uh, It says, Ravens will put his tribal chiefdom on the line against Uso. It's he called the elders? Tagline, apparently. He called the elders? I'm supposed to be, uh, do that. You're, what? Paul Heyman was crying, bro. I don't care. I care. <laughs> brother, I have, I don't know, man. Um, I'm just ready for the match. I'm, I didn't even realize that SummerSlam was next week. Oh, I, yeah, neither did I. <laughs> I thought it was like two or three weeks, and I was like, wait, it's next week? Huh. Oh, my God, that is scary. Um, so I guess we got to do predictions next week. Are, are you not getting your motor running? Apparently not. The official WWE SummerSlam song is, uh, what did I say earlier? Born to be wild. Born to be wild. How did WWE get the money? Bro, to I told that you song. they got. WWE has infinite money. They have it's, infinite. They've actually gained money because they just got bought out by Endeavor, yeah. and they had free, they had freaking um, War Peaks by Black Sabbath as a theme to War Games last year, and it was awesome. So there will never be anything that's going to top that for me, personally. And yet, and yet they still won't dish out for um, actual songs for like theme songs. And well, they, they keep making these like they don't actually care about the rest. Forgettable brother. Def Rebel. Uh, they have, you know what the theme of a great American bash is for NXT? It's a hundred gex. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like Hollywood Baby by like a hundred gex. And I sent it to my friend who's like a big hyper pop fan. Shout out Cameron, our uh, our new program director. And he said, "Awesome." Um, they also have announced NXT. HBK nope. has has his finger on the pulse. So Apparently, <laughs> remember when Poppy was like all over NXT? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they just announced NXT No Mercy. This is their next big premium live event. So. Oh, okay. NXT is just all the old names that WWE does not want. NXT, that's yours, brother. <laughs> Roadblock. Well, they get at, all the WCW names. Uh, Apparently, Cody's doing the intro for Great American Bash. So, uh, I mean, that that makes sense. Yeah, he should do that. Um, Great American Bash is this weekend, and I will probably – I'll just run off the card at some point because, mm. you know, why not? Um, but anything – any th- last uh, little things to say about SmackDown? The only thing I will say about the Travel Chief – the tribal uh, combat segment. I, if they do, if they're if they're crazy and they actually book a good match and don't have Roman interfere, and it's just like because the way they set it up was basically like Solo was going to attack Jay and then Roman stopped him. If they just have Roman versus Jay and Roman wins, I'll actually applaud that because and like no interference or anything like that because it'd right, be interesting. Right. Yeah. 
But I still feel like they're just doing that, and then Solo's going to interfere, or Paul's going to interfere, or something's going to happen. He's not just if he does outright beat him, I will eat my words. But mm-hmm. I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, they will certainly tease interference throughout. Like that's a that's a given, oh for I sure. Think. Um, and I don't know if the, I feel like if they had the faith in their own storytelling to have. Um, Roman, like, beat Jay and not also worry about um the the inevitable reaction to that of them being like, oh, it, like the same thing that happened when like uh he beat Cody, mm-hmm. you know that that sort of like fan ennui, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would say that having him beat Jay Clean would probably be my ideal outcome for for the match. Because Jay ain't winning, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know that they trust themselves that much. No. Or that they trust the audience reaction that much. Um, so I think, you know, as, as good as the in-ring stuff will be and as good as the, you know, little bits where they're talking to each other in the ring will yeah. be um i do think that ultimately you know this is going to be like every other bloodline match since mania which you know is is a good match that they keep a numb but i would like to see something a little bit different in it no uh you know what you could do how much time do i have you got 40 seconds i got 40 seconds okay you could go the route of the all-american boy lex luger <laughs> and have him win by countout. There you go. There so we he go. can technically win the title of Tribal Chief, have the, but the, not the title. Have not the, the title. locker room empty out yeah! and carry him on the shoulders. <laughs> New Tribal Chief. Yeah, yeah. New Tribal Chief. Uh, with that being said, we're going to go to a quick PSA break. We'll be back after these brief messages. Welcome back to WIBG on Weagle 91.1 FM. It's time to get into Monday Night Raw from, what was it? Today's the 27th, 26th, 25th, Monday. July 24th, 2023. Um, all right, I'm just going to go from Cody segment. Cody segment. Cody segment. Rubber match. match happened. It was a good promo. Good promo. I'll say that. I, I'm, I'm man enough to admit when <laughs> Cody Rhodes, <laughs> Cody Rhodes a give promo. a good promo. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, man, you want to talk about uh, it being a good thing that Alex Houston's not here? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> You're going in on this segment right now. <laughs> My mom seems worse beatings. That was hilarious yeah yeah um, I, I did, uh, is he in this entire uh like uh renewed brock feud just to put over his mom that'd be hilarious yeah <laughs> i'm just I, I i you know it's it's just i've seen this for this i mean again this is certain times there are times when like long-term storytelling and it's all really good but there's other times where it's like you do a long-term storytelling and it's like eventually you kind of get tired of it mm. when the the prom and also because the other thing is we don't still don't know why brock Attacked Cody all those months ago just because Brock that, is Brock. That, see, that doesn't bother me. As I'm much. fine with it, but it's just like Brock is Brock. But like, I w- Brock's not a, you know, it'd be cooler if he still had Paul and so he could kind of like explain a little bit, I guess. Because, you know, Brock ain't going to explain nothing. Brock just does what Brock does. And right. that's kind of awesome. Right. I mean, I, I, I like that, you know, because he, he's a monster and, you know, yeah. a monster doesn't need to tell you why he's, you know, going after you. Um, but, uh, uh, like he just he's, he's like a shark that smelled blood in the mm-hmm. water. Like, um, 
But uh, I do think, though, that having this particular feud drag on for this long, I get that they wanted, you know, the SummerSlam match. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'll be four months because night after Mania till SummerSlam, so four-month feud. Um, quarter of the year or a third of the year, and and I get you know wanting a big money SummerSlam match with two big stars, it, and it, but I would understand that more if I hadn't already seen this match like twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, month, you know, um, and I wasn't particularly impressed with either of them, so I don't have my hopes hopefully up they much prove, for this third one. Hopefully they prove us wrong because I wasn't excited for Bro- um, Brock and Roman last year at SummerSlam. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you know, um, there's I'll, every chance that they could pull something out of the bag. They also just don't have any any stipulations. They've been, like, going away from stipulations I've seen a lot recently. So I felt like, especially I've been bred to watch WWE so long, so a lot of times when they drag out these storylines, it's like, oh, stipulation time. It's right, just like, right. we're just having another match, brother. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Um, then we had Becky defeated Zoe Stark. Um, thank you, Trish. She will be facing Trish Stratus this week. Noah, you had an interesting tidbit about Trish Stratus. Yes. Uh, Jerry Lawler at WrestleMania 20 actually started the Thank You Trish movement. I already told you uh, what the match was. Cooper, do you want to guess what match that came from? WrestleMania 20, you said? 20. Yes, Mania 20. The two X's. Headlined by Triple H defending his world heavyweight title. Double Twitters. Let's see. So this would be early 2000s. Yeah. If I recall correctly, who else was big at that time in the early two Um You're gonna hear it, and you're just gonna be like, "I can't believe this." Would it be? No, she would have been gone from the company. It's not Lita, is it? No, it's not. No. Lita. Okay. You're far. Who? Far off. She was involved with the storyline. Very. Can early we? Long. Can we just tell them? Yeah. Who is it? Christian, Chris Jericho, and Christian. <laughs> it was the oh. Chris Jericho Christian match <laughs> okay. with Trish in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All started over one Canadian oh. moment. That, yeah. Also, uh, you know, we look at the past with rose tinted glasses, don't we? Folks? Also, a Becky Trish match that's like we dragged out for a long time, you know? Um, yeah, that's true. But to be fair, I. I've only seen one of these. I've only seen one of them, and I, I've liked. The other matches. So that yeah, I'm all excited to see this. Yeah, yeah. Trish has been great. It's um, been it's been consistently entertaining. I think. Then we had Dirty Dom Mysterio as they're labeling him on every single YouTube video from now on versus Sami Zayn um, for the NXT North American t- title. And shockingly, after distraction of Rhea Ripley and was it Finn or Damian with her, basically brought out Chaos Carcass. Mm. Dom gets the dirty roll up pin. Um. The dirtiest boy in the game. The dirtiest move in the game. (laughs) That's what we're going to call him, the dirtiest boy in the game. I uh, I, I think um, that they actually, yeah, pulled off um, uh, an interesting little thing. Like, this this is just going to be how he wins his title matches. Um, Just like every – the problem is there's three of them. It's like Roman all over again. (laughs) It's just worse Roman. Um, Um, But, like, at least in this one, like, you know, they're presenting him (laughs) – as being cowardly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was funny, though, because, like, I don't know. Last week, um, the KO and Sammy and Judgment Day stuff, um, I think uh, Alex was not particularly impressed with their, like, promo segment, which I actually quite liked. But now, like, this week, the, the I think it was the opening yeah. promo, wasn't it? It was uh, Sammy and KO coming out uh, to 
to confront the Judgment Day. And I don't know, something about it, maybe the crowd, the crowd for Raw this week seemed off to yeah. me. Wasn't it wasn't the hottest crowd. Yeah, and also, like, kind of did that thing that um, the they Collision had... crowd, or the Dynamite crowd did last week, where it seemed like they were kind of wanting to take, take over the over. show. Um, which does not make for uh, Fun interesting uh, TV, for me at least. Um, but, you know, uh, Sammy, El Generico, whatever, like, he's the he's a fantastic you know, performers. So, regardless of how like heatless it was, it would it's fun like in ring stuff at oh, least. Yeah. Um, we had the Ricochet Logan Paul segment where Ricochet got the upper hand. I'm sure, they'll put on a great match at Mania at uh, SummerSlam. I'm being honest. I'm not really vibing with like the build to SummerSlam so far. It just matches like we have built up for a while, yeah. but like I sh- I feel kind of tired of most of them. And like I'm also interested. One thing is this week. Rhea Ripley injured Liv Morgan, gnarly-looking stuff. Um, mm. So is Rhea not wrestling on SummerSlam, or are they going to do, like, injured Liv or injured Raquel? Because that's the question for me. Because I'd hope they do one of them being injured, and it'd be, like, a heroic fight with Rhea ultimately winning. Or Because if I think they don't put her on SummerSlam, that's a huge miss. Yeah, I think, th- I think they're going to plug in somebody. Um, she will certainly have a presence on the show. Um, but, yeah, that's... Um... The kind of thing where, like, okay, yeah, you, they're sort of putting their, themselves in a corner for like no reason, yeah. really. Like, I don't. It's you can you can see a straightforward option, and they will probably choose the most complicated one. <laughs> but um, they want to go over the river and through the woods right. to get to SummerSlam. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, the build has has not been fantastic. I think either. I, like, it's it's one of your big four shows, and I don't know. It feels like. But uh, payback or something. You, like you know, it feels like they put all their eggs in the money in the bank. True. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You know what I want to talk about? Tommaso Champa and Bronson Reed. Yeah. Champa was yeah. wrestling like rent was due. This was <laughs> awesome. And then Shinsuke came in at the end and distractions. So I don't know if they're going to do Shinsuke and Bronson Reed Alliance or if this was just what I don't know what they're doing with Shinsuke because last week after. Champa basically got in the Shinsuke match, and Shinsuke like attacked him afterwards. He said, "I'm tired of people being in my business." Maybe Shinsuke he'll turn again, or maybe we get a three way feud, kind of like they were doing between Reed and Ricochet and uh, Shinsuke before Money in the Bank, which I'm fine with either. Or yeah, that'd be fun. Um, but either way, this match was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it, mm. um, especially since we get Bronson Reed. So he's not going to be in the G1 this year after beating <laughs> Okada last year. Something that Osprey didn't do till now. Um, <laughs> Then we get to Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser. Hey, the Gunther show. The Gunther show. Oh, Gunther and, I mean, he was there while McIntyre took on Kaiser. And McIntyre powerbombed Boy got, uh, you know, got (laughs) for a little while. (laughs) Just because you're not in the match does not mean that you're safe. (laughs) You are not safe, brother. It was awesome. He, He put the, oh, my gosh. I cannot wait for this match, and hopefully Gunther retains and beats the Honky Tonky Man's record. And, uh, <laughs> and well, I want to see Gunther versus Honky Tonk Man. I, I, they I should need do to that. see that. They on should my have television. Gunther chop through his guitar. One chop, <laughs> and he's dead. Uh, they should just have Honky Tonk Man like hit him, like kabong him, and Gunther just like shake it off. Like do the shoulder dust thing, just walk towards Honky Tonk Man. Finally, we had the Judgment Day – um, Seth, the Seth Rollins Finn Balor contract signing, mm-hmm. um, with at the end the Judgment Day standing tall over Sammy and 
Rollins. I did like when they all got in the ring and Rollins was back there. And they all stood up and just proceeded to whoop that trick. Yeah, um, yeah. It was awesome. I loved the, the framing of it that they, like, surround him. Yes. They look like vultures. Yeah, exactly. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, the the actual, like, promo stuff, uh, I, I thought last week's promo with, with Seth and Finn communicated the, this storyline much better. Um, you know, and, uh, but I, I get that, you know, contract signings are kind of, you know, a formality and a, a well-established trope of big money matches. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to make it feel like a, like a proper WWE style, like blood feud, you got to have a, have a yeah. contract signing go wrong and all that. For sure. It was funny that Rollins was the one who like, he sensed that he was going to be attacked. So he jumped every, I, I, liked I, I liked that. I liked the yeah. taking the initiative, you know. Like that's the thing. Like you know, sometimes in the world of wrestling, um, they take the uh, episodic nature for granted, and so it makes some of their characters look a little, uh, you know, s- uh, slow on the uptake. It's like you know, do you not watch the show? Do you not know how these things go? Uh, so it's refreshing when somebody actually like stands up and and uh, breaks one of those tropes. Um, and real quickly, any, any, any last thoughts before I run out of this NXT card and we go to ad break? Uh, right. I'm interested to see what they do, uh, with the go home raw between be. Rollins and Bauer. I'm actually, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, I will say that's the one for you to actually care about for SummerSlam. Cause you feel like they've done a good progression of Brother, you don't care about Ricochet versus Logan Paul? It'll be a good match. Logan Paul the with feud. the discount Austin Theory gimmick? <laughs> I wonder what they're going to do with LA Knight. <laughs> That's what I wonder. Right. Um, right. Um, but let's run down this NXT um, Great American Bash card. We have the Metaphor, which is Noam Dar stable versus Dragon Lee. It's a mixed tag match um, between Dragon Lee's in it, Nathan Frazier, the NXT Heritage Cup winner, is in it, and then Valentina Faraz and Ulisa Leon. This is this is just some feud they've been running. It's going to be on kickoff. Okay. Fun stuff. Doesn't really matter. But let's actually get in the meat and potatoes. Gable Stevenson versus Baron Corbin. We're going to brisk God, by. I hope Baron Corbin wins. <laughs> We're going to brisk by that. Um, we have Blair Davenport, a.k.a. B. B. Priestley, um, and Roxanne Perez in a weapons wild match. Um, they had a part in NXT this week where they basically did the uh, grocery store brawl between Booker T and Austin, <laughs> except Roxanne was prepared. He, Booker T told her, like, if you're in a grocery store, you got to make the first strike. <laughs> nice. You cannot let this happen. <laughs> we have uh, Tiffany Stratton versus Thea Hale in a submission match for the NXT Women's Championship. Gallus versus the Sopranos, a.k.a. the D'Angelo family, in an NXT Tag Team Championship match. Hey, Tony D'Angelo. Hey, Tony D'Angelo. Hey. He, was, he was literally in prison for like a month, brother, on TV. I really hope they don't win because I don't want to see NXT have I, a couple of convicts. I actually do. Well, you don't You don't want the Gabagool on, on your No, uh, I don't NXT like, I don't like well, people that do the crime. Since the title's name, since they're in Gallus' hand right <laughs> now. we say after we just been like a long time congratulating <laughs> Speak, Dominic Speaking Mysterio. of crimes, <laughs> Dominic Mysterio versus Mustafa Ali versus Wesley for the NXT North American Championship. Speaking of crimes. And finally, we have Carmella Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov for the NXT title. I will be watching that main event, and hopefully Ilya wins. Woo! With that being said, we're going to go to a quick PSA break. When we get back, we're going to collide, brother. Welcome back into WWEGL on on WEGL (laughs) 91.1 FM. WWEGL on the WWE Network. We call this WWEGL. I would think we should change it to AEWEGL, brother, because... 
we are a bunch of AEW marks in this room right now, I would say. Would you say over? I feel like we've talked more about AEW on this podcast than we have WWE. Would you say that's fair? That's fair, but you know Probably. what? We are great people here, and we give our roses to every single wrestling promotion because wrestling's hard, and it's a great art form. This is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> how long? How long do you think the face art can go for Noah? I I honestly hope that he just rides it out and never goes it back. Is very- I, mean, I would say it is better. It is better, but it is like annoying in a different type of way. Now, <laughs> you know, it is very funny because Alex said, "I'm not gonna be on the podcast." Noah, you got to keep the AW hate going. <laughs> and Noah goes, "Brother, I'm a face." <laughs> and then what did you said something? And he go, "Brother, I'm a." Fa-. It's his only response. He has like you pull the yeah, string. Yeah. He has three responses. Because we were talking about the the double turn that we're gonna do later. <laughs> yes, because uh, I got some some AW Blading is cool, guys. Hate coming on. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go ahead and get into the highlights of Collision. Ricky Starks, baby. My boy. Coming out with the bag. He said, no, nah, this is just my Gucci bag, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Louis. Louis. It's Louis Vuitton. Hey, look at me. I'm awesome. He said, my, the best part of that promo, he said, in 20 years, they're not going to ask how I won. They're going to ask how many. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? You dang right. You tell them, Ricky. I don't know uh, where Collision was this week. Um, New York, Newark, New Jersey. New Jersey, okay, which great. makes a lot more sense. This is now. the only good thing I'll ever say about New Jersey is that they uh, cheered Ricky Starks out the building. It was and crazy. Old. I have never heard a, a town cheer for a heel so hard. It was Zorro crazy. Because he's brother. the best. Yeah. Um, Punk comes. They know out, what's up. They know what's up. And he said, "You know what? I'm not even mad." <laughs> he said, "But you want a shot at this belt?" In this bag, because I am the AEW, and, he, and of course he, you're in New Jersey, so the mention of him, of MJF, they're booing CM Punk out of the building, um, which then leads to the funniest thing I have. What's it? Did Darby or did Christian come out first? Yeah, I think Christian came out. Uh, first. The funniest yes. thing yeah. I have ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Christian goes to CM Punk and says. Why are you holding up a belt? You don't. You didn't even win. Yep. As he holds the TNT title, I love too that uh, Luchasaurus, like being like this big monster that just communicates and like grunts and growls and all this sort of stuff. Like the second that uh, I think it was Darby calls him out in his promo, he like perks up and like actually starts you know like getting invested (laughs) into it. Like the whole time while Christian is doing his whole like, oh, I'm the TNT champion. We are the TNT champion kind of thing. He, like, Luchasaurus doesn't pay any mind to it. But the second that Darby Allen <laughs> mentions that, <laughs> this guy, he's, he's a grown man. Like, that, he <laughs> thinks he's a dinosaur. Like, the second that he says that, he perks up. Awesome. I love Christian so much. And, of course, that would lead to the main event. Um, Christian Cage and Ricky Stalks mm. versus Darby Allen and CM Punk. We had Bullet Club Gold racking up a win. On Action Andretti and Dante Martin, um, 2.0 light, <laughs> or not 2.0 light, uh, top flight light. Yeah. There we go. That's right. a good. That's pretty good alliteration. While uh, Dante Martin is on the shelf, um, get well Man, soon. And top flight just have the worst luck. They do. Right. And they're such a. They're such a great team. So like, talented. Yeah. They um, they work incredible. They probably would have been Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions by now if I think they would. They were booking oh, yeah, them like more, that. more than likely. Um and Bang Bang Gang gets the win as they should because. 
Collision is just the Juice Robinson show, and we're all here for it. <laughs> he has wrestled on every single show. Dude. Um, for, like, some shows, he's wrestled for, like, an hour or 30 minutes, or, you know, like, it's awesome. Oh, uh, Juice can carry his own. Juice. The Juice you. has been running loose on Collision, brother. <laughs> yeah. um, and to think that uh, in those Halcyon days of 2014, uh, I watched a, a match with a, a young man by the name of C.J. Parker and thought, <laughs> who is this jobber? This guy will never announce the anything in the, in the wrestling business. Getting squashed by Kevin Owens? Um, no. Getting getting squashed by, uh, what was Sammy Callahan's name? Oh, Solomon Crow. Solomon Crow. Hacker brother. Solomon Crow. Yeah. The hacker. Absolutely. Travesty. Um, <laughs> and then Miro squash match. Woo. Hopefully. We give him something to seek his teeth didn't into he, soon. Didn't he tease like that he was gonna go into like a like an actual program with somebody the week before? Maybe Scorpio's guy. He's going to fight like, God. Yeah, that's I, basically what he's doing. Which is great. But, like <laughs> I, I wish him the best of luck. I hope he I hope he comes out on top. I hope somehow um, he can bring that match to fruition <laughs> on AEW TV. If Vince McMahon Get the can do it, ready. if Vince McMahon can <laughs> do it, Miro can do it. But I, I thought I, I heard in, in his promo, I mean, I mean, I might just be making something up. Maybe to, Scorpio, but I think Scorpio just got injured, apparently. That's what that's what Tony Khan said, yeah, so, uh, from uh, the Rampage yep. tapings. Man gets a match announced, and in less than an hour, he is injured. I'm sorry, brother. Yeah. Um, I mean, a Scorpio Sky feud, if he's, you know, uh, safe to work, would, would be fun, I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I would like for... Uh, as much as Miro is fantastic and can do no wrong, I would like for him to actually wrestle somebody that matters. Yep. Um, then we had the House of Black versus the Acclaimed and <laughs> Billy Gunn. I loved the uh, the the uh, pre-taped thing of the security escorting Andrade. Yes. Burners <laughs> know that he's like he's lurking, on brother, a, on a war path for this. Um match. and. The acclaimed lose, and Billy Gunn leaves his shoes in the ring. And next week, we're going to have Buddy Matthews versus Andrade in a mask on a pole match. Yeah. There it, we go. He's got to retrieve. Apparently, he can't just be given his mask back. He has to retrieve it off a ladder, which hopefully either they're going to – I hope that either leads to – I think what it's probably going to lead to is um, Malachi versus Andrade. But what I hope it leads to um, is – um, La Faction in Grenoble versus. Ooh, that was that was, that was rough. You want you want you want you want La Faction in Grenoble's. I'm just gonna let you say it every okay. time. I was gonna be like, I'm gonna point at you, you know. <laughs> um, versus House of Black for the trio title, especially now that Roosh is locked down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's no reason now uh, for them to like keep separating uh, is, Roosh and Andrade. It is crazy that Roosh, as difficult as he's been in contract, in AEW's craziest, craziest year, he's been the one who's been fine. Oh, yeah. Roosh has been on like his best behavior this entire time. I love that man so much. Um, um, which is, yeah, which is especially weird, one, considering that he's best friends with Andrade, who, yep. uh, as great as he is in the ring, and his has, history, known and the, to, you know, yep. be a little weird. And Roosh himself, in like all in AAA and, and all the C- Mexican CMLL. promotions, has uh, notoriously been known to be quite the politicker. <laughs> that ain't gonna work for me, brother. Um, <laughs> then Ty and Sky Blue had a really good match that sadly 
nobody's going to talk about. Had a very good match, yeah. Because what happened on Wednesday, which we will get to. We will um, get to it. But good match. I was very entertained. Um, and then finally we get to the main event. CM Punk, Darby Allin, Christian Cage, Ricky Starks. So much fun. I yeah. love Christian Cage, man. Put him on my TV screen every week. <laughs> In the turtleneck, too. I love people who are like, he's wearing a turtleneck because he's, he's out of shape. And then he posts like a picture of him like looking swoller than ever on his Twitter. <laughs> and also funny. that he wasn't going to wrestle. And then Darby said, well, since Luchasaurus is a real TNT champion, he said, whoa, whoa, whoa there, Buster. Right. Um, and, of course, Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus causing the distraction um, on Darby, which allowed Ricky to get the dirty pin. He's turning dirty Ricky Starks and dirty Dom should make a team. Maybe the mm. the universes collide. Absolutely. Two weeks in a row, and and CM Punk looks shocked again. I d- I, I liked uh, CM Punk like lunging at him. Yes. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like I saw that. Get it back, <laughs> Get here. It back here. Yeah. Um, yeah. CM Punk's lost a lot of matches on Collision. I'm kind of liking this. Yes. I'm just glad he hasn't booked himself to be the overlord of Collision, you right. know? I mean, he is absolutely, like, the main focus of the oh, show. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I get that. Like, I'm not going right. to argue with him not being it because he is the biggest star on the show. But, like, he should lose. Like, yeah. before – I mean, you think about it. Before Collision, he lost two times. Not even tag matches. He lost two times in AEW. He lost one MJF match, dirty as heck, with MJF using the ring and the thing mm-hmm. and Wardlow, and he lost to Moxley when he was injured, and then he beat Moxley the next, like, two weeks later. Mm-hmm. This is, like, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, here, the thing with Punk, as much as we like to, you know, joke on him, because he kind of brings some of that on himself, um, True. is that consistently he tends to elevate the people that he is in feuds with. Mm-hmm. Tends to, I say. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know that the same can be said for you know the uh, Hangman feud, but Rocky uh, Three. You know, uh, <laughs> awesome. But like you know the the Kingston feud from 2022, the MJF feud, all all of this sort of stuff. You know, he he has shown himself to be a guy that wants to seemingly guide and and shepherd the the new crop of talent. Shepherd the masses. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a good role for him, and I think that uh, if it leads to you know more fun multi-man matches like this, then I'm I'm down. Noah, I mean, I thought it was good as well. You brought up how earlier uh, said Dirty Dom and Ricky Starks could make a tag team. I say you throw Ric Flair into the mix, <laughs> and then you go, make him go against the House of Black because Buddy be, Matthews in it. That would be cool. Um. That being said, I think we'll go to another quick PSA break so we can have the full 15 to talk. We're going to light the fuse. We're going to remember about gravity. Oh. Um, <laughs> gravity. Um, we're going to be back with these brief PSA messages. And welcome back to WWEGO and Wiggle 91.1 FM. It's time to light the fuse, break the rules, dynamite tonight, baby. And we are on the road to not AEW all out, not AEW all in. We're on the road to AEW Dynamite 200 next week. With the powder graphics back. The, the, those old friends of mine. Those <laughs> rainbow explosions. Fantastic. Seen, you're as beautiful as the day I lost you. <laughs> yeah. um, it was funny because Excalibur started this as, this is the first stop on the, this is the start of the uh, the road to All In. I'm like, this does not feel like the stop to the road of All In. Kind of, a little bit, but like not. I mean, depending on what they do for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe, it depends. Maybe it will we'll be more this clear is also, in hindsight. 
a um, little weird. It was an elite list um, dynamite, especially after they won last week, which I think it was won because um, Takeshi was in Japan for uh, DDT. Peter Pan, yeah. yeah, Peter Pan, as I think we mentioned last week. I don't know if we did. Maybe. Uh, shout out Chris Brooks for winning the um, DDT KOD title and Matt Cardona for winning the DDT Universal title with coming with the uh, fake WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, a replica. Um, One-fourth of the WWE Women's Tag Team. One-fourth, baby. One-fourth. Does that um, mean that Chelsea is one-half of the internet champion? Or how does that work? Yeah, I guess. Um, all I got to say about the Chris Brooks thing is CCK all day and death by roll-up. Um, he's awesome. No mascot is safe. Tear to my eye. He did. He did decapitate a mascot. It was murder, and he had the best reaction to it. Um, but with that being said, let's light the fuse, break the rules. We're going to start how we started this show off with Orange Cassidy and A.R. Fox putting on another banger. Is anybody shocked? Just a, just I don't a think you saw this match. No, you weren't here for that. Did you go back and watch it? I watched it? the end of it. It was, it was really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not surprised because Orange, 27 defenses. 27. He is the most defensive of any AEW title ever now. Mm. Um, and this is this might be the best title reign in AEW's history. Yeah, I think C- it's consistently, to too. Consistently. Um, yeah, he you know has been um, putting it up multiple times. A month. And, he, and you want to talk about long-term storytelling, Orange willing to do anything to get the win. Not anything, but like as he's more and more oh, risky stuff because he's, yeah. he's so banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Fox after this. Orange kind of disrespecting him with the handshake at first, mm-hmm. giving him that you know it's Orange style, but you know, and then putting the glasses on. I think it's all going to be okay. You see the glasses break, and that man just decks him. Hey, look, we ragged on uh, on AW's production team uh, last week for Blood and Guts, with which I mean, you know, fair. Good. Um, yeah. but that, uh, you know, just holding that angle on, uh, the, the ring with, uh, orange and AR. So you see the moment where he takes off the glasses, snaps them, decks them. I thought that was really good direction. Oh, I did too. Um, I love Darby coming out and approaching that. Is Dynamite has slowly like started feeling like that Darby, like he's narrating all these promos and stuff like that. I'm like, I know. Yeah. It's like from the perspective of Darby <laughs> Allen. Um, that I thought that was uh, great stuff, and Darby coming out. And I, as soon as I saw him come out and push, start pushing Fox, I was like, "Mogul Embassy." I, I'm like, I can see this. I can see the direction. Mm. I see the vision. I see the Lucha Underground callbacks, brother. Absolutely. Um, Dante Fox and Killshot, get out of here. Now. And then we had Jungle Boy. Oh, actually, speaking of in this, that same section though, set up uh, Orange's next feud potentially. With Mox. I did forget about that. Yeah. I, it was very that funny. Was, that was what blew me away. We were watching, and we never had that match, and like, I didn't even think about the possibility of that match. And I saw Noah Phillips. I, I, I saw Mox start beating up Mox, and I turn, and I look at Noah. You saw it, Mox beating up Mox? That's crazy. Mox, I saw Mox. Be, well, <laughs> I would pay to d- see that. He does that every time he wrestles. Remember when he, when he <laughs> that's, played? That's, that's um, true. I saw Moxie up OC, and I turned to Noah, and I said, finally, something we agree on. My favorite wrestler versus your least favorite wrestler. <laughs> Um, so maybe Wembley Mox versus Pack versus OC. That'd be very interesting. That would be, it's, they're kind of doing gang wars right now. So, mm-hmm. um, and it, it'd be, it'd be interesting if he, if he take if Mox is the one that takes it from him, yep. you know, carrying from one workhorse to another. Then just run off a few things. We had a great promo segment by Jack Perry. 
Um, Who is Jeremy Lin? I get that I have not watched like every single ECW show. Jeremy Lin, Jeremy, whatever. Jerry Lin, the basketball. Whatever, whatever that. Whatever. Jerry Lin. I'm I'm not a heel. Ring of Honor legend. ECW ECW legend. legend. Yeah. Um, Former ECW and Ring of Honor. Might bring in RVD. Yes, very good friends with RVD from back in the day. Um, He was basically doing the type of wrestling that you see, like. Um, guys like you know Seth Rollins, Rollins AJ Styles, yeah. all those guys, uh, type of guys do now, but in like 1998, yes, like when nobody was doing it, and he never fully. That's why you don't know. Like he should be one of the. He is. He was oh yeah, incredible was, wrestler. Was never. Was uh, he there like when Mike Awesome left? Was he there like before he that? He was. He was. I think a little bit before Mike Awesome okay. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was ECW for a long time. Yeah, had a great uh, my uh, uh, Jerry Lynn favorite moment is uh, I forget what show it was on, and I forget even who it was that he was facing, but it was some hardcore match, and he's he's just bleeding just all over the place, like you know, like a stuffed pig, and he takes his blood and he like writes in blood on his stomach, die. Uh, it was crazy. <laughs> he also he also <laughs> does metal voice. He's like. Jeremy Lynn, or something <laughs> like that. Um, my favorite moment was uh, one of my favorite matches was him versus RVD. As they both got jumped by Ravens um, flock beforehand, mm. he said, "Nah, nah, nah. I might be injured. I got my ribs taped up. We may have just got jumped, but we are having this match right here, right now." And they proceeded to have a absolute banger yeah. with the crowd winning over Jeremy at the end. Uh, uh, Jeremy, Jerry. it's Jerry. He's got it in my head now. <laughs> um, I'm I'm excited to see that. Hopefully, it leads to RVD. Or I honestly give. Give Jerry Lynn the end of the match. I think he could do one more. I yeah, I, I do think it's weird. As 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 much as I just went on that whole rant about how much I love him and how yeah, it is a very is. it's so odd. Like yeah, you know he's he's a backstage producer that like you know he's Ring has of Honor's, never, uh... never been addressed before. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, that's right. He is one of the him and Stoke on on Ring of Honor. I totally forgot about that. Um. But yeah, you know I feel like this could be a spot for I don't know like. Uh, Sabu, like see, no. or Lee Moriarty, maybe, or like literally anybody else. Like what would be you know, cool for on the me roster? is if they do, or they keep Jack Hook or something like that. If they do like an FTW Championship match mm. with, uh, I, I just sounds stupid and it will take away from the work rate. But I would love for them to do FTW rules and just have like Jerry Lynn get a lick in, have Taz put him in, in Jungle Boy and got the hot job, mate. I will, <laughs> I will preach this until it happens, until Taz. Put somebody else in the <laughs> I will keep saying it should happen. At the very um, least, Hook will, Hook will do it. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a <laughs> right. That's a red rum. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't put that stank on it. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, I'm very excited to see where this goes. I am excited to see where this goes. Swerve and Darby. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Before this, mm-hmm. Gravity and Pack. Yes. Him doing the moonwalk. Taz's new favorite wrestler, Gravity. I did not know he was Bandito's little brother. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? That is crazy. This man, I'm just ready. I'm ready. I, I, I've i never seen this man wrestle in my life, and I am sold. <laughs> when Taz started singing John Mayer, I'm like, please, brother, preach to me. He looked <laughs> awesome. I love Pac going, Gravity, it's me. Yeah, it's me. yeah. That, I, I like, Tony that, only booked this match for the bit. Yeah. It's awesome. That That's the kind of thing I need more of is uh, just little in-joke matches. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, him doing the – the face wipes uh, while like yelling "Forget me not" yeah. over to him, <laughs> just hilarious. Um, Good match. 
It yeah. also gave Neville a win that he desperately needed because we haven't seen him on television for a while. As Noah, as Noah says, everyone needs their win back. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I the only thing I'd say negative about this is I thought it was a little weird that Pac just didn't come out in the final segment after, especially since like he kind of started this BCC, yeah, um, Death Triangle, uh, best friends kind of stuff that it rolled over into Death Force Honor, which rolled over into this, mm-hmm. which I kind of like in the direction of it, like kind of you know blowing up. Um, but Swerve versus Darby, ha. <sighs> Ooh. Best, best I, match of, of their AEW series, oh is, my at least. Gosh, brother. I want Swerve to murder this man every single. Bro, when he hits that kick, mm. I'm like, that. that's death. That is death. I, I love, too, that they. Um, that one, Swerve managed to escape the Last Supper. Yes. That was fantastic. Awesome. I like seeing people learning. Um, and also that he won. Not with a swerve stomp, which I think is fine, you know, whatever. Um, but th- with his like driver, yes, that looks like a killer. It looks like death. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like it, I, I totally buy that. Like even Darby Allen, you know, their little golden boy, uh, would you know, uh, get pinned for that. That's- and the AR Fox turn was done masterfully. I like Nick Wayne getting involved afterwards, and then they just you know beating the crap out of him. Yeah, uh, Mogul Embassy gets stronger. Uh, and I really want to see them start really getting pushed hard. Put hey, them on collision if you're What not. if we have Brian Cage and Big Bill win the AW Tag Team Championships? Hey, I'm down for it, brother. You don't got you don't have to swing I'm, me on this opinion, brother. Yeah, I'm there. That's fine. I I, don't, I see no problems with it. I'm a face. I'm saying the stuff that people want to exactly. hear. Exactly. Um I was I'll say this too also um in the time that we got left is that uh the um AR Fox has such interesting camera charisma that I never really noticed until now. Like, man, also wrestles in the do rag. Yes, which is fantastic. Um, I I think that awesome. uh, Yeah, but I think that he just has like that that kind of like look to him. Yeah, he's like he draws you. I I can't stop like watching his magic. And one is because are good, and he's he's so unique the way he moves. Yeah, it helps that he does like. A million different types of flips that I've never seen. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, no, I think like the actual physicality of it, you know, he the way that he he looks at his opponent and all that sort of stuff is is, is very intriguing to me. And I I would like to see him on my TV more. And if this uh, mogul embassy uh, faction is a way to do it, then I'm all for it. Yeah, let's. Um, we're gonna talk about the main event really quickly here before the time we have left, and then we'll. Get in the next section a little bit. Well, mm-hmm. Let's not dwell on it too long because we really want to be negative for like 15 minutes. I can. I know you can. You, you, just, you can test me. <laughs> I thought the main event felt a little flat to me. I thought it was a good match. Um, I mean, you put those yeah. three teams in there. Yeah. Um, if you are a friend of the best friends like I am, it is, you know, we are in the depths, brother. <laughs> when I saw him hit that move and the ref goes, he's not legal, I was like, <laughs> I was like, we can never win. Um, I do like. The BCC not winning, though. Good choice. I like Orange coming out of the end, setting that up. The only thing I was wishing, again, I wish that pack would have came out. Um, I'm excited to see where the story progresses. Maybe this is one of the matches I'm assuming we're going to have on... Uh, I like I love gang war stuff. So, like, like when WWE was doing it with LWO, Bloodline, Judgment right, Day, right. and uh, who was the other one? That's it. Is it Imperium? No, 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 no. There was yeah. another face one. It was uh, LWO, Bloodline, Judgment Day... 
Oh, I remember this this time, but I forget. Yeah, was it Sammy? Involved no, I don't think so. I don't remember who no. it was. Um, but I mean, yeah, we could list out all the, all the face tag teams, all like five of them. It was cool. It was some kind of faction because it was multiple members. But anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, but it was it was fun. You know, I like gang war stuff, so I'm I'm excited to see this. Um, and no, any last thoughts before we have to go? We're gonna get uh. ID in? Yeah. Uh, I'm a face, so I'm not going to say too many things about John Moxley. Okay. Well, we're going to do an ID, and we're going to be back. All right? So, stay All right. with us. All right. Welcome back to WWEGL, and we're going to get a little negative here. Um, if you are Justin Lee, and you are listening here, getting your Taco Bell or something right now, <laughs> driving your car, I would recommend that you turn off the radio. I'm sorry for what we're about to say in advance to all the Britt Baker fans, um, but we need to talk about Britt Baker versus Ty Valkyrie this week. On AEW Dynamite, and it is, you know, we complained about the squash match last week, hmm. but somehow it got worse. Yeah. Um, this match was not good. And any, it felt like they were running in slow motion. And I know Taya can go, and I know Britt can go. I've seen her go. Um, and also, there was, what is, it was, it's fine to have a match to have a match, but like, if we're building to a pay per view here, like, if we're building something, what was the point of this? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Is that seemingly the way that they they handle the women's, the women's division in AEW uh, is that all of the women's division matches are matches just to have matches. There, it, the, that's the, the 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 main issue is that it does not seem as though there is any kind of effort or even real like you know, direction towards effort um, uh, to to build uh, actual stories with that roster. Um, which, and I said before um, that when you look at the actual talent in the AEW women's division, mm-hmm. it is deep. It is a stacked roster All the- of talent. They don't even use Emi Sakura. No, which, like, you know, the Joshi wrestlers that they bring over, I know there's some, you know, travel stuff, and they have prior commitments to their Joshi promotions and all that sort of stuff. But Emi Sakura is wrestling in DPW, like, every month. I I was unaware (laughs) about that. (laughs) She is the Um, DPW Women's Champion. Deadlock for wrestling. Shout out. Um, Um, But, you know, I... like travel stuff and and injury stuff and all of that aside, um, for the entire what is it like four years that AW has been running, um, it, th- this has been uh, consistently an afterthought. Oh, to for them. sure. Uh, which is interesting because I remember um, in the the days uh, before uh, Dynamite even aired uh, mm-hmm. when they're still doing just the couple of pay-per-views they were doing yep. and the couple of press conferences that they were doing. And they uh, announced that um, essentially their plan was to have the single greatest like destination women's wrestling in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, Hey, fantastic. You know, I, I would love to see that on my TV every oh, week. For um, sure. And you know, uh, but here's the thing: it's kind of hard to do that when you only have one ten-minute women's segment every week, right before the main event, 
when you know your live crowd is you know just kind of buying time yep. until they get to the thing that they paid to see and when your television audience is most likely to drop out before tuning back in to see the main event so um you know. they like even the bright strokes like the only pe- people like I feel like they have put like effort into is Brit but also at certain times they weren't putting effort in Brit and Brit was giving good promos back in the pandemic days like you think about like their their greatest strokes Jamie Hader mm. they fell into that one well like but even with that though even with Jamie Hader who is a fan a phenomenal wrestler yes and every time that she's on TV has you know taken advantage and done the most with it and same with Tony Storm uh, same with Willow you know, same with Willow you have Athena Right. And Ring of Honor doing some of the best women's work I have ever seen. Oh, and we'll get into that as well. Um, but, you know, even let's take Jamie Hayter as an example. The character of Jamie Hayter, what's different about her now than she was when she first debuted? Nothing. Nothing at all. Um, what is different about, I don't know, Hikaru Shida now Nothing. than when she first debuted? Nothing. What's different about Kenny Omega now, from when he first debuted, a whole lot. All right, he went from going on a downward spiral to winning the tag team and having the whole elite breakup to you know, like I mean, we could go on. This would be mm-hmm. a book, brother. Yeah, they put so much into the men's division in terms of making compelling, long-term stories, right, with characters that seem fully fleshed out, that have dynamic interactions with each other, that change from, you know, show to show, and and keep you invested. Meanwhile, the women's division stories seem like they're mostly still stuck in 2019, which is crazy if you're, you know, trying to actually, you know, build something up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just – it's – it's, and I don't know what the reason is. Um, I've heard people say that, oh, well, the women's segments don't get the ratings – you have to need. build. So exactly like, you know, it's this vicious cycle. Then, if that's your reason, I'm sure uh, there's certain. Oh, they don't get the ratings, so we won't give them the time. Oh, but they don't have the time, so they won't get the ratings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, back and you forth. You can't get over if you don't invest. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's it seems to be something structural. Um, I I don't know if you know. I, look, I'm not in the writers' room in AEW. I would love to be, but. Um, you know, I, I don't know if during those uh, script meetings, if Tony or if anybody else involved is just not thinking of, of what they're going to do with the women's division until, I mean, like, the day of. Even Statlander had all the momentum in the world. And, like, she yeah. had good matches, but, yeah. like, there is no direction with her title reign. Ab- absolutely. Taya Valkyrie, we, we just mentioned. Yep. Um, who seems to be... One of, you know, their, like, women's division, like, workhorses. Like, you know, somebody who can consistently, like, have a good match and carry on everybody, right? Um, And what have they done with her since the the loss at Double or Nothing? Okay, well, she, like, turned heel officially, I think. Yep. All right. Um, And then she pretty much, like has just been, like, squandering to, to like, Sky Blue and Britt Baker and all this sort of stuff. And But, like, how is that affecting her? 
We don't yeah. we don't know. She hasn't had any time to talk on TV ever. Like, okay, so you know. Um Especially since they have five hours of TV. Yeah. Every it's, single it's, week. It's bigger than this one match. Um uh, so as I've I've seen some people go on and on about how, you know, they they think that Brit is bad or they think that Ty is bad and all that. I think that is not seeing the forest for the trees. Um I think that to, you know, properly address this, so many things within the broader structure that is AW need to change. And, I mean, that that shot after the match of that fan sign, which I don't know how it got on there. For like 10 seconds. For a long time of book the women's division better. Um, I mean, if that doesn't tell you, like, you know, then nothing else will. I mean, I hope that the the widespread negative reaction to this will actually, like, shake them a little bit and and get them to get motivated that way. But honestly, I doubt it, you know, yep. because unless they have a broader incentive to, I don't think they're going to. It sucks to see, um, but, you know. Um, and, and the show as a whole, I thought was enjoyable. Oh, yeah, for I sure. I say this as, as a person who is a fan of AEW, and I, I, am, I, am, I am so angry about this because I want it to be even better. Exactly. I see it, an opportu- a glaring opportunity where it can be, and it's not. So. And it's a, it's a shame that the sign is the thing that's going to get uh, – is going to be the catalyst for all the people on Twitter or X or now whatever they're calling it. It's the thing that makes the conversation happen. Right. In this one bad match, this should have been a conversation a long time ago. And I'd like to throw another name into the people y'all are mentioning. Jada Cardgill has Jade. 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 But to be fair, I think she's taking a well-needed vacation. Yes. that, that, That seems to be on her own volition. But like, Ruby Soho and Tony Storm but and while, Alex. While while Jade was TBS champ, though. Even then, yeah. You know, like it, yeah, it didn't happen. Of, it, she went on a run, and that was like her whole thing. Then she lost, and she's gone. Yeah, we couldn't have got a promo. Nothing. Right, but most of that streak, like what? Okay, so that's all on like Rampage. Yeah. Which like okay, fine. I get that you want to boost numbers for Rampage, but everybody knows that that's not their premiere show. She was like barely on dynamite during that entire nearly year long reign. She was there to promote uh, Rampage. Right. Her matches like, on Rampage. What's, what, what are we doing here? You know. And even uh, then, she wasn't the one talking. It was her uh, manager, Smart uh, Mark Sterling. Smart Which, Mark Sterling. Right, right. She's a great promo. Um, Death Before Dishonor? You want to. Yeah, you, that, you I mean, that show one? was fun. I like that show a lot. Speaking of women's wrestling, hey. Uh, Athena the and best? Willow Nightingale had the best women's match of the year. One of the best matches of the year uh, on on that show, which is crazy. They made they are owned the, by the same company, and it's booked by the same per- dude. That like Ring of Honor's women's division and the way they treat them, it's a night and day difference. Like it is crazy the way they have treated Athena and all her challengers. Like mm-hmm. as someone who's like who had Honor Club for like, I would go and look at Athena's match because they were so good and the way they booked her. And it's like this is that started on AEW yeah. TV that they said, you know what. The fans aren't really behind this, so we'll we'll put you on Ring of Honor, right? And then like nobody gets to watch. Like, I love Ring of Honor, brother, but like ten dollars a month for Honor Club is steep. Yeah, for like what you're getting, especially because the shows aren't solid. Like the pay per views are good, but like, and you're not getting the pay per views for free either. You mm-hmm. have to you know have to wait the ninety days. Um, 
But that's for dishonor as terrible of a build it was, and you know, injury ridden. We had two. And the build even to this match was not good. I don't think they gave this like what, like two weeks or something. To be fair, though, at least they had had um, Willow and um, again, like it's one of the things that's like. Tony just, like, walks into some of this stuff. Because, like, I don't think he wanted to book Willow good. I think he sent Willow over to the New Japan Strong thing because they needed somebody. And he's like, you know, he had, like, again, Willow was basically a jobber for forever there. Had one, like, right. a match or two. Right. Um, And she, you know, he said, you got to give her one win. And she was going to lose Mercedes Monet. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes got injured. They called the Audible. And it was amazing. And then now he let Willow run this run. And it's because the fans are so far behind. It's the same with Hater. Yeah. You know Hater was not going to win that match if the fans were not behind. So far behind that they were now. Right. Uh, but that match, from what I've heard, and I will go back and watch it. I just haven't yet because I don't have $40 to shell out for uh, ROH, brother. Um, but, like, either in the 90 days or I'll find a way, I'm going to watch that match in the pay-per-view because apparently it was really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, paper, the pay-per-view was great. But that my was boys! <laughs> Aussie Open! The second I saw it, I knew. Praise the Lord! I You can't. You, you you will never run this high, brother. They did the run the jewels pose afterwards. Mark Davis is back. They're going to say, please, please let them do both brands. That's my <laughs> thing. It's like, Claudio does both brands. Why can't Athena do both brands? Right, right. Um, I mean, I will say that I, I, I understand why they want at least a little bit of separation yeah. on that front because during the time before RH was, was uh, doing their show on Honor Club, and was featuring prominently on AEW, it did seem like it was kind of distracting from the AEW product a little bit. Um, yep. So I get wanting to kind of separate that way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it is um, not uh, not a, a, an example of that issue as well. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> the, the, uh, attention, the uh, mainstream attention that is afforded to Claudio that is not afforded to Athena. Um, yeah, and Joe. Right, right. Because, um, like, they could be, they could really use Athena right now. And I hope they smarten up and say, you know what, Athena, it's your, like, I would rather, I would like to see her work. Especially since we're, this outcast storyline has basically gone to the mud. Like, everything they planned has basically fallen apart. Mm. You should just give the title to Athena. That'd be baller. That's my move. You know, if I, if I had the booking. But, uh, right. that being said, we're going to go to a quick PSA break. When we get back, it's time to become the grade one wrestlers. Welcome back into WBGL. We're going to run down this Death Before Dishonor card. Cooper watched most of it. Me and Noah have not because, you know, wrestling expensive, man. I'm poor, <laughs> just like the good folks. Uh, <laughs> no, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> Doing a little retcon, I see. Uh, right. um, He's dusty now. <laughs> um, <laughs> we say as I'm the one wearing the dusty, dusty shirt. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because I can't afford good clothes. There you go. Um... But, uh, yeah, I mean, Death Before Dishonor, on the whole, very fun show. I highly recommend. Um, I did not watch the pre-show <laughs> because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not that invested. Uh, I actually did watch a little bit of the pre-show because it was on the YouTube search bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have no idea who any of the people that were wrestling were, but they, didn't Gravity they were doing all right. Didn't Gravity wrestle on the pre-show? Gravity wrestled on the first match of the main show. Oh, versus Commander. Uh, yes. Commander. Um, this was the first time I had seen Gravity. <laughs> uh, before uh, Dynamite, and I was very impressed. Uh, although I will say, I was maybe m- a little bit more impressed with uh, Commander, just because I, I think 
one, I've seen him longer, and I know yeah. his shtick more. Um, but also, you know, I, I could uh, see a couple of moments where it looked like gravity. I don't know if it was, you know, um, being in a, in a big, you know, new spotlight for the first time. But, you know, uh, some of his, like, you know, rope walk stuff looked a, a little wonky. Or, or not wonky, but, like, unstable at first. And then you can see kind of Commander getting into position mm-hmm. and like kind of helping out. Um, but fantastic opener. Really got the crowd into it, uh, which is I think is, should be the goal of an opening match on the show. Um, next up, uh, for the ROH World TV Championship, you have the king of television, Samoan Joseph uh, <laughs> himself, uh, taking on Zelter Castle. Um, and... Was the boys flanked with them? The boys were with him. Um, however, uh, there were some shenanigans uh, because uh, for for there were multiple moments in it where uh, Joe was seemingly trying to uh, toss Dalton out of the ring and get the win through countout, um, just from how battered uh, Dalton had been. And the boys would, like, catch him and, like, roll him back into the ring and all that sort of stuff, trying to, like, help him out. Not interfering in the match. Um, but? But interfering in the match. Yeah. Um, and so at some point, uh, Joe gets so fed up with this that he, um, you know, brings it up to the ref's attention. And the ref does decide to, to kick them out uh, anyway. Oh. So even positive interference is still interference, according to Ring of Honor. Um but yeah, he uh, he beat Dalton, uh, which is about the outcome that I expected. I mean, uh, yeah, it was a thrown together match, so right. Um, but man, you for, I, or at least I forget how strong Dalton, Dalton Castle Cass- is. He's a, he it's, was a like a, a legit wrestler, like a legit like NCAA. I'm pretty certain it is insane. Like that guy uh, can I'm pretty sure lift anybody. <laughs> um, so that was nice. Then we had a four way tag for the RH World Tag Team Championships. Uh, we had the champs going into the match, the Lucha Brothers uh, versus the Kingdom uh, versus Best Friends versus our boys, uh, the team of Kyle Fletcher and Dumpzilla himself, Ozzy Open. Uh, Let's go! Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, 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 oi. This match was... Um, this was very fun. I will say it was a little hard to follow. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, um... There's a lot of just bodies flying and, you know, uh, people hitting moves uh, where, like, you're not quite sure, like, who is the – who's in the, – this problem came up on AEW of who is the legal man. The, this match, I think, kind of foreshadowed that. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think absolutely a, a fantastic decision. Aussie Open deserve everything that is good in the world. Um and also, uh, if I remember correctly, Mark Davis's first match back since his injury. His injury, yeah. So good uh, celebratory moment for him. Uh, I will say I do think that the Lucha Brothers could have stood to have a, a bit longer, more definitive reign with them. I agree. Uh, but still, you know, like they're not going to look bad, like you know, losing at, ever. At yeah, point. they're so, they're they're, they're well, vetted. Plus, you know? they're moving to the main roster now. <laughs> They're right. back. They did their little excursion to Ring of Honor. They're back on AEW. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I will say this. If Aussie Open shows up in Duluth, I will cry. Hey, man. There's every chance. I hope there's so. Wembley's coming up, brother. You got to have him on the yeah. card. Um, 
then we had the uh, World Six-Man Tag Championships on the line. We had um, Mogul Embassy, which was Brian Cage, uh, Khan, and To Leona uh, with Prince Nana versus a incredibly thrown together team. Yes. Um, of Leon Ruffin, who some Leon folks uh, who watched NXT might know as Leon former, Ruffin. Former North American champion. That is right. In the lineage of Dirty Dom. Yep. Um, and uh, the team coming in from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yep. Six or nine. Uh, it's Master Wado and Ryusuke Taguchi. You know I got to say it. Master. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> coming off the best of Super Juniors win. This is, as much as I hate to say it, <laughs> yet another entry in the Master Wado Redemption Tour Woo! of 2023. <laughs> he's not fully there yet. I think he's still corny. Um, but he's but, corny in a good way. But he does not make me mad in the same way that other New Japan wrestlers do. Think about it like this. The more Master Wato is on AWTV, the more likely Tony is to shell the money to give him Master of Puppets. <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Master. It's an upside Master. to everything. Um, but no, I mean, it was fun. Um, you know, Cage got a lot of good spots in. Uh, Wato got a lot of good spots in. Um, I think Ruffin is uh, signed to ROH. Yeah. Um, it, it is kind of funny, though, to see basically three juniors versus three super heavyweights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a really good, uh, you know, mismatch dynamic. Um, then we had the, a uh, match for the Pure Championship. Um, Katsuyori Shibata. The champ, Ka- Katsuyori Shibata, uh, versus Daniel Garcia. I was very, I was ready to correct you. <laughs> you were ready. Um, no, yeah, this was uh, really, really good. I think I like their first match where uh, Shibata took the belt from Garcia mm-hmm. just a tad better. Oh, he uh, didn't take the belt from Garcia, though. Oh, wait. He took the belt yes, from Yuta. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yuta uh, was champ at that time. Yuta. Um, have, actually, I I think Garcia and I think they have, have wrestled. I th- They might have. I'm pretty certain. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, this one uh, at this show was also no slouch. Um, Garcia uh, truly uh, becoming one of the greatest sports entertainers of our day um noah do the move noah is now doing the daniel garcia dance in the doing studio the move. oh my gosh he, he did it get low. how he did that like squat thing if i did that i'd blow my back out <laughs> <laughs> one one or both probably like both of you would have to like carry me out of here <laughs> yep um my favorite uh, moment of the match, uh, Shibata putting Garcia in a sleeper and Garcia dancing uh, as <laughs> he is uh, getting choked unconscious. Um, Just the best. Yeah. Then uh, we had the one match that I did not watch <laughs> from this show, uh, which was the fight without honor, which is basically just a street fight. Street fight. Um, between the Dark Order and Stu Grayson and the Righteous. Righteous are kind of like, I don't know, ROH's... Wyatt, Wyatt family yeah. ripoff. I think they were supposed to be in the the Wyatt family stable that was supposed to happen. And then that was the rumor, yeah. The rumor. Um, and Stu Grayson, which is former Dark Order. Um, and apparently it was a really good plunder match, from what I've heard. I did not watch it, obviously. I haven't watched anything. If yeah. I was watching anything from this pay per view, brother, it's the main event. I I will say though that um the promo segment that they had beforehand with Stu 
uh, was actually really good. Stu Grayson's actually a pretty good talker, it yep. turns out. Um, then we had our... Um, uh, Semi-main event. Semi-main, yes. Uh, for the RH World Championship, uh, the champ, Claudio Castagnoli, taking on Pac in the follow-up from the uh, story threads left hanging from Blood and Guts, where Pac abandoned the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, Wolverine versus Colossus. Pretty much exactly. <laughs> um, this, like, they put in some work. Here. This was crazy, man. Uh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect anything less from these two. Um, Pac uh, showing off a lot of good power spots, which like against Claudio, like, is yeah. pretty impressive. Um, but uh, yeah, just uh, you know, a, a really classic. Uh, you know, championship level bout from these two. Um, lasted like almost 20 minutes. Uh, didn't feel its length at all. I think they could have stood to have gone a little bit longer. Uh, but I'm glad that they didn't because that would have detracted time from the main event, uh, which, as I had said before, is probably one of the best matches of the year. <laughs> uh, we had the ROH women's champ, Athena, who has just been going on the run of her career um, up until now, uh, going up against Willow Nightingale, who is also on the run of her career. Yes. Um, this was just electric. Like, and for, you know, having so little build beforehand, I thought was even more impressive. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, hey, this is night and day, all right? This will tell you the difference between uh, this match and what we saw on Dynamite. Uh, at the end of Dynamite, we got a shot to that sign that said, book the women's division better. Um, during the final stretches of this match, you had a crowd, a crowd chanting women's wrestling. Clap, 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 clap. So it good. It was fantastic. Um, and even though Athena uh, did lose. Um, Athena uh, won. Willow uh, Athena, lost. Athena won. Willow lost. Even though Willow lost, um, she looked like such a star out there it was just a phenomenal moment um and, and mutual respect at the end yes yeah especially from athena who has been known as the uh porcelain breaker who's been brutal in all of her yes. matches yeah um and very like unforgiving um of of her opponents um but i think it is it is a, a wonderful moment that both of them recognized how special it was and decided to to share that respect for one another so if you if you watch nothing else uh, from anything this week in Seek wrestling. That match out. Watch that match. Absolutely. With that being said, we're going to go to another quick PSA break. And this time, for real, my you, you're my dogs for real. We're going to get into the G1 Climax. Stay with us. Born in the ring. <laughs> Welcome back to WWEGL. It is time. I have spent so many hours of my week keeping up with the G1. And I'm going to say, on the record, I've not watched every single match from every single night. There is no way. There is no way you get me watching a Chase Owens match, brother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did not watch the main event of Evil versus Saban Finley. I heard trash, and I said, I do not want to watch that match. I will look at the revolts, and I will be happy. But we are back. It is the G1 season. We are almost halfway through. There's 19 days, and we are on day 9. Basically halfway through the block stage. Um, the A block has wrestled. A and B have wrestled five matches each. Out of their seven, and the B block, or the C and D, have wrestled four matches. 
Um, we're going to have a brief break. They just wrestled the last three nights in a row, finishing in Tokyo. Um, plenty but, of time for me to catch up. Plenty of time for you to catch up. Yep, we have three days off. You have three days. Right. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and get into these block standings. We have Sonata with 10 points. Uh, for those who don't know, who didn't listen to the last podcast, the G1 is a tournament that runs every single year in New Japan Pro Wrestling. It is a round-robin-style tournament, so everyone in your block, you will wrestle each other. Um, points go as proposed. If you win by any means necessary, if that's by DQ, by countout, by pin, or submission, it is two points. If you draw by time limit, by double countout, by no contest or whatever the heck, or even by ref stoppage, it's two points. But um, it is one point, and if you lose, it is zero. There have been five matches in the A and B block, so the max points you can have is ten right now. Sonata has ten. Chase Owens has four. Hikuleo has four. Renarita has two, and his only two points have become two time limit draws with his other Raywell three Musketeers. Shota Umino has six points. Yodosuji has three. Gabe Kidd has five, and Kaito Kiyomiya has six. So if the blocks were to end today, it would be Sonata moving on, not shockingly, and either Kaito or Shota. They are actually tied because they tied each other in a time limit draw. Um, and right behind, still in the race, a dark horse to get to the next side is Gabe Kidd, yes. which I'm very proud of. Yeah. Um, in the B block, it is Kasuchi Okada with eight points, Yoshihashi with four points, Taichi with six points. Kenta with four points. Great Okan with two points. Will Ospreay with eight points. Tangaloa with four points. And ELP, El Phantasma, with four points. Basically, at this point, the top two are going to be Okada and Osprey, unless one of them happens. Okada's not going to lose again, brother. I can tell you that right now. And Osprey, I, I would be really shocked if they haven't beat Okada and don't make it onto the stages. But they're in, Osprey's in first, Okada's in second, and the dark horse is Taichi, who could still sneak in there if him and Osprey ends up tying because he has the win over Osprey in the first match. C block. And it, uh, over. Oh, wait, no. No, Taichi lost Okada. Yes, that's right. So as long as him and Osprey tie, he will be over Osprey. Mm. But if um, him and Okada tie, Okada gets in. I just wanted him to win so bad. I, I retconned it. Brother, Taichi <laughs> lost to Kenta in like two minutes, and I'm like, it's over. <laughs> it's Jover, brother. Um, C block. We have a three-way tie for first place between David Finley at six points, who beat Evil, but he is also at six points, and uh, where's his name at? Tama Tonga, who has six points, who did beat um, David Finley in a pretty good match. He had the, the flash roll-up that ended up getting him the win there. David Finley got overzealous, and then he got beat up after the match with the Shillelagh. Um, not too far behind is Shingo Takatagi with four points, Eddie Kingston with four points, and then... All tied for last place is Tomohiro Ishii with two points, Hinare, sadly, with two points, and Mikey Nichols, the divorced dad who has won my heart, with two points. Finally, we get into the block, the final block, and one of the most, I think they're all pretty interesting. I will say, last week, I said C&D is where my heart at, is at. I lied. It's now an A and B. <laughs> because C&D had night six, and that was not a fun night for me. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace, is at four points. Tetsuya Naito, after four matches, is only at four points, losing two. Hiroki Goto is at four points. Hysterical Shane Hayes, TMDK, baby, is at four points. And in, in Alex Coughlin is at two points, getting his one win over Hiroki Goto. Toriano is at zero points. Big Fat Goose Egg, no wins for Yano. So I'm a little scared he's going to upset Jeff Cobb. Um... Zack Sabre Jr. is at six points, second place, and Jeff Cobb undefeated at eight points. 
And if the tournament was to end today, if we go on to the semis, it would be Cobb and Sabre. Um, and I, hopefully that's what it ends up being. I wouldn't be shocked if Naito still, Naito still hasn't faced CSJ, so I wouldn't be shocked if he beats him and CSJ doesn't make the... At this point, Cobb's going to make the next stages. Mm. He has a win over like the next, like all the people who have a chance of basically getting to the next stage. So he's he's basically locked in almost. And I really, part of me wants Naito in there, but the other part of me has never seen Zack Saber Jr. in you know outside the block rounds. Yeah, I mean, and, I, be really and I think Saber's awesome right now. And since they've already made it where Naito can't get there, mm-hmm. <laughs> almost, you know, I'd rather see Saber. I mean, hey, losing to Shane Haste. Losing yeah, to Shane. And that match. Did you watch? I've, I, heard, I've heard great things about it. It was a very it. good match. But we're going to go ahead and get – that was your bracket um, updates. Be- before we get into the specific matches, I know that I have talked bad about the Japanese programs in the past. But I would like to come before you, dear listener, and apologize <laughs> for my sins because this tournament is extremely incredible. Who's your? Who's I, your... I've been very impressed with what I've seen so far. He's seen one match, by the way. I've what, seen two. What is um? Who's your favorite Japanese wrestler? Uh, Zack Saber Jr. Dang it! I really wanted him to say it. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't Brother, know. I'll watch that match you know, like, this is okay like this is not the headhunter Yoshihashi um anyway we're gonna go ahead I'm gonna have night five to night nine notes night five I thought the first half was pretty good um solid stuff nothing too special Gabe Kidd versus Rin Narita was a standout from that first half they had a pretty good match with Gabe Kidd picking up the win over Rin oh great little moment in the entrances Okay, so Gabe yes, has Gabe has jumped attacking people from every behind. single person in their entrance, and you knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. And Rin just turns around and sees Gabe, looks him dead in his tracks, and, and Gabe stops for a second and said, "Maybe I shouldn't do this." And he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna do it anyway." And then Rin just suns him. Yeah, <laughs> it was hilarious. They had a great match. Um, Gabe shouting to the owner of New Japan during the match, "These are your guys. You should be going for me." I thought he was. Shouting to Shibata. He was, but he also shouted at the owner. Oh, okay. Because the owner was up in the box. And then he said, Shibata, where are you at? I'm beating your boy up. I want you. Because Shibata's his trainer, and Rinderita's basically Shibata light. Right. If you don't know. Um, Osprey Kenta, one of your matches, was phenomenal. That was night five. Woo. Shota Kaito. I had that written down. Okada Taichi. I, I believed, yes. brother. I believed. Absolutely. And Taichi whooped that man's tail all over the ring just to get caught in a predicting predicament and lose. It was like the by crowd far was the hottest match of the night. Yes, the crowd, crowd was reaction. like firmly behind this guy, mm-hmm. and they wanted him. And like, and there was parts where I'm like, oh my gosh, he's gonna win. Yeah. Like even the ELP match, like I was like, they're letting. I like the way they're doing this. It's like they're letting guys beat up like certain ones like that. The crowd is over with like. Get, look like they they're gonna win, and then like Okada just like smartly outmaster maneuvers them. Right. He, like he's so good that like even you know. And then I thought Sonata Suji two was also pretty good. Yeah, wasn't it wasn't the best match of the night? I mean, again, Osprey Kenta like they had three phenomenal matches before this, but it was still pretty good. Nice there's six. A, there's a, a a call that Kevin Kelly did in the um, uh, Tai Chi Okada match when when Okada finally got the pin, where he says, you know. Uh, 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 of course, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, why would we expect anything else? Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think it's it's funny that they're 
playing into you know oh he's he's almost there he's almost there and it makes you buy in and yeah. then suddenly and Tai Chi's like what do I have to do right. like I you know like I played we the keep, we keep game. forgetting how Tai Chi is actually like a pretty like brutal wrestler yeah like, he's he, he has his the like thrust kick brother yeah he has the Goldberg thrust kicks he has his like goofy Phantom of the Opera like kind of thing but then he gets in there and he actually you know can put in some work. And his, I love his attire too. He's looking a lot better too, like you know, like physique wise, and just he looked like a beast. Um, night six, I thought was honestly the weakest night of the tournament so far. Um, Coughlin Saber was fun because I love strength versus technique matches, which is what that was. It was nothing spectacular, but it was pretty very fun. Kikizanari was good. Um, had a really great finish of. I know you hate to shoot headbutts, but like Hanare hitting him with the headbutt in the chest into the back fist into another headbutt, into finally Eddie hits the back fist and just falls on top of him mm. into the one two three. Like, he didn't even, like, like pin him. Basically, like, he, they both knocked each other out and he just landed on top. Quick, I will say this about Hanare and his uh, headbutts because I did the whole thing uh, last week about how I did not like it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I watched the Takagi match from a couple of nights ago. And it looks like he's lightening up on it. Yeah, which I appreciate. Like the Nichols uh, match was. Yeah, you hear the thunk, and <laughs> like you know, I just I winced and could not bear it. Um, but yeah, like he seems to be, you know, it's the shoot hood, but but he looks like he's working it a little bit more. Yep. Um, Shingo Ishii was good, unsurprisingly. I think they've had better counters, but it was still really good. It went like 19 minutes. Um, Cobb Tanahashi. <laughs> I love that match. Cobb came out, brother. He's playing. He's playing the air ukulele. He would get. Um, <laughs> he would get Tanahashi in like a, like a pinning, like like a, a submission grip, and start like playing guitar on his head. Be like ding 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 ding. He would do in the go age, just being the most smarmy heel ever. And I mean, you can't do anything. Jeff Cobb is like a. They call him the Imperial Unit for a reason. Yeah. That man is a beast. There's a an interview with uh, Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. uh, when he first like got on the independent scene uh, way back in like 2017 or whatever, and uh, he was talking about like um, the only time that he ever felt like truly powerless, like in the <laughs> ring against somebody was twice. It was like one was against Candice LeRae. Um, I think like they had something in like PWG mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, and the other was against Jeff Cobb. Well, Jeff Cobb's <laughs> an Olympic wrestler, bro. Right, right. Um, I was not again. I didn't watch Finley Evil because I heard it was not good, and it's a it's an evil match. You know what you're getting, brother. Um, Osprey Ocon, pretty good, really. And they brought really good stuff out of each other. It over delivered for me. Shooter Gabe was kid's best form to the tournament so far. Before watching Night Nine, mm. we'll we'll get back to that. They had a great match. Shooter ultimately picking up the win. Um, and Cabe is just the perfect Japanese heel. Um, Kenta Taichi was funny, and Taichi managed over. He lost in two minutes. Kent, uh, Taichi did his interest, and he's doing his singing, and Kenta gets behind him with the Defy Championship. And there's a, I have a screenshot of it for you, Cooper, and I will tweet this out afterwards when we, when we edit the episode. Um, this is Kenta playing air guitar on his Defy Championship with Taichi, <laughs> uh, I screenshotted like three of these. I'm like, this is the funniest thing ever. I'm like, what is he doing? I'm like, I started going back. I'm like, go back, go back, go back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kenta winning with the belt, you know, and Kenta Way's belt shot and uh, thing. They had a fun little like two minutes when they actually wrestled, but you know. Um, with that being said, 
I think we're going to split this night in half because we got to go to a quick PSA break. We'll be back to finish off the episode after this. Welcome back. We were talking about night seven of the G1 Climax. Where were we? Okay. Boom. Boom. ELP, Tomatonga was actually pretty good. ELP's on the board, and that's all that matters to me. Um, and he had Kenta up next, which I love the promo afterwards. You should go seek that out if you haven't seen it. Basically said that I'm going to beat Kenta, and the only way he can beat me is he has to kill me. And then proceeding to the match I'm going to talk about later, you'll see why that comment is awesome. Um, Okada Yoshihashi was solid. It was not as good as some people claimed. I thought it was good, but that was spectacular. It was still solid. I think Yoshihashi has been the most solid worker. He hasn't had a bad match. I, I hate. I know. I'm not. I'm not healing this up for you, Cooper. But I'm just saying he's he's had some good matches. I'll keep my thoughts to myself. And Sonata Kiyomiya might have been the best match of the tournament. Uh, after the next night, probably not. But it's up there, top five, easy top three. The finish alone was crazy. Mm. Oh, you just gotta watch it, brother. I can't like. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, last five minutes, the, the the like when they realize the time was coming down, you're thinking it's gonna be like a. A draw. Oh, so good. Night eight. Coughlin's on the board. Let's go. <laughs> My dog's for real. I love Coughlin doing the, as I said last um, week, the Naito treatment of the strong title. Just whipping that thing around. <laughs> no like, respect. No respect to it. Um, Shingo Nichols was very fun. Nichols also got busted open in that match too. Uh, he's winning me over the divorce dad. I want TMDK to win the tag titles after this because they're both awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that they haven't had a run already yep. in the brief time. that They, they could be the 100th the champions. Oh, that'd be fun. They're 99 yeah. right now for Bishamon. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ed, Ishii Eddie, I think, is the best match of the tournament so far. It is incredible. They were both selling like crazy. Eddie especially was selling, doing the Eddie sell, which is like one of my be- – like he's one of my favorite sellers of all time. Mm. It's the way he – and like selling like the – you know, how strenuous a G1 is. And they were going crazy on the ch- – no, probably it – was, it was a chop fest. Mm. I'll say it. But also, that that diving headbutt Ishii did, mm. the the perfect brain buster, the half and halves, the, the reversals, the sliding lariats, it was the perfect big meaty men smacking match meat for me. Like, smacking the meat. I have not watched it yet. Um, but I will say that when they first announced the block lineups and I saw – <laughs> them two Ishii together and Kingston were in the same one I knew for for a fact oh this is that oh New Japan is do is now booking specifically for me that's very nice <laughs> and Ishii's on the board it's his first win yeah um where am I at yeah he's actually been you know uh kind of kind of floundering in, in this tournament which like usually tournaments are where Ishii shines yeah but... Haste Naito brother this is booked for me <laughs> this was book. I mean, I, I am the biggest Naito supporter, and I still think Naito. Like now, I'm seeing Osprey's gonna win possibly the tournament. I'm like, you know what? That's the right decision. But like, if we we're going for Sonata, I'm like Naito would be a really good, especially the story they're pre- t- they're showing with Naito. I would not be surprised if Naito Wills is, ends yeah. up being the the guy. But oh my gosh, brother! They it was heel Naito too. Naito came out. Um, Shane Hayes came out wearing the Dumb and Dumber hat. Um, and Naito, you know, comes out wearing, or he has the Los Angeles hat. And, he, and before the match starts, he goes, hat, hat? You want to, like, <laughs> hat trade, hat, hat? And so finally Naito gets it and he puts it on. And everyone goes, yeah! And they're, like, clapping for Hayes' hat. And he just chunks it in the crowd. And he's like, hey, that hat's special. Um, and then Hayes proceeded to 
ends up putting on Naito's hat and wrestling for it in like three minutes and then throws it out into the crowd. <laughs> and Hayes is just such a good striker. I love the story they're telling with him. That's like, this guy's such a good athlete that he could be a champion, but he's just, he doesn't, he's not serious enough. Right. And so, like, Naito basically said, like, he shouldn't be in the tournament. This is a tag team guy. Like, mm-hmm. he's not, he should not be in the tournament. So, him beating Naito, especially because he hit the Destino, Shane kicks out. And then he goes for it again, and Shane reverses it into his finisher, which is like a Death Valley bomb or something like that. Yeah, his finisher looks crazy. And or no, it was it was like a pickup, like it was like a, a in mid air rock bottom almost. Like mm. it's a crazy move. Like he throws him in the air and like slams him down. It's like his half of like the Thunder Valley yes. finisher that they do. Yeah, and it was awesome. Shock win. The crowd was shocked. Um, Naito was healing it up this whole match too, so that was awesome. And. I'm just happy because TMDK, baby. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember when uh, TMDK were TM61. Yes, in, in NXT. NXT. And, they were uh, good then, too. They were very good. Um, at the time, I was watching with uh, with one of my friends uh, fairly consistently, and uh, he made the, the point that because um, in wrestling frequently when there's a tag team, there's a – Sean Michaels or there's a Marty Jannetty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think my friend, like, just saw, like, TM61 uh, come out for, for, like, one of their matches. He saw Shane uh, Shane Thorne in NXT. Shane Thorne! Walk out in front, and he was like, oh, that guy's the Shawn Michaels. Uh, oh, like, for know, sure. Without a doubt. He um, looks like a star. Oh, he's a great promo. He's hilarious. The way he moves... And like, which is not to say anything about, bad about Mike. Mike Nichols, Nichols is also Nichols is a stud, and I will say that like I wasn't excited to see Michael Nichols in the tournament, and he has won me. I I'm like every match he's in, I'm like I'm gonna watch that because mm-hmm. he's awesome. Um, he got me watching Finley, brother. I'm like I watched him wrestle Finley, brother. You should watch Finley on his own right. That man is good. He is, he is good. putting he is in good. good matches. Speaking of Finley, good matches. Him and Tama had a really good match this night. Oh, that, that seems like nice because anytime Tama fights former or current Bullet Club leaders, it is always a treat. And this one, over-delivered with Tama winning with the flash pin. Um, and Finley getting his after the match. They were going for the limit. It was awesome. See, um, like, I, this that kind of thing is, like, why I get confused when people who are, like, hardcore, like, WWE guys, like, you know, say that, oh, you know, the Japanese wrestling, you know, they don't have – like the storylines or the character stuff that you know the American wrestling does or the WWE does specifically, and it's like, dude, you have the Tamatanga's entire G one story has been that he hates like the Bullet Club uh, leaders. Yeah, because he, he it was the the uh, Bullet Club original. It was his right. His own volition. It was like you know, there's so much like you know, complicated interweaving stories in there. Like it's ripe for drama. I love Tama too being like, I'm gonna get like he he had a game plan going in to be such he was always on him. Like he was not letting Finley breathe. He attacked him before the match. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um and then Cobb ZSJ, I said this is my notes. It was just what I wanted. The perfect display of a, a power versus technique. Cobb going into this had lost to, to Zack Saber Jr. three times, had not beat him, and he had only tied once for the thing. Zack Saber Jr. also beat him recently in Dontaco uh, wrestling no, Dominion. He beat him at Dominion with basically. He beat him at uh, wrestling Nantaku as well. Two, yeah. Where he went for the tour and he reversed it into the um, a crucifix. Yes. And they did. This was the perfect like Cobb learning. Like, Cobb was not overzealous or like I'm gonna win. Like he was focused and primed the whole match, and he made Zack Saber Jr. his 
Word I cannot say. Like, he was all over this man. He even went for the crucifix again, and he kicks out and just – it was awesome. If you want to see wrestlers learning, this was Cobb learning. Fantastic. And I hope they what they don't do is what I think they're going to do is have him lose to Yonder tomorrow or whenever. <laughs> but um, Night 9 – He's got to get one spoiler in. We, we got to go, go really quickly. And Night 9 was also pretty great. Let me see where – I got to pull up the results. Um, when I said that Gabe Kidd's best match was um, – his shoot a match. I was wrong because it was him versus Kaito, and they're going to have to run this back. It ended in a double count out with them just slugging it at each other in the crowd and then fighting after that. And um and uh Gabe said, Screw pro wrestling Noah, screw screw the locker room and screw New Japan and just kept brawling. <laughs> and they both got backstage and Kaito kicks the New Japan thing and starts yelling and 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 Gabe was like, Kaito, this ain't over for the audience at home, Gabe Kidd probably did not say "screw." He probably no, said a, a no, word, he, he definitely said other words. words. Um, to defended Chase Owens. I didn't watch that. Taichi and Yoshihashi had a solid match. Taichi Mania went kept one, so you're happy with that one. Um, Tegaloa and Great Okan had a decent decent match. Great Okan is still on that losing streak. He only beat uh, ELP, which is kind of weird. Um, Hikuleo and Yonosuji had a really good match. The best Hikuleo match I've ever seen. Unsurprisingly, Yoda losing, and it was really cool because you got to see Higaleo actually learn. So that's why I kind of liked it because mm. you can see him like the in the head, and Yoda didn't like really. It, he lost to a guy he probably shouldn't have lost to, but it didn't feel like it watching it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And that's what ultimately matters. ELP defeated Kinta in 19 seconds because you know what actually happened? They brawled for about 15 minutes before any of them because Kinta refused to get in the ring when ELP was ah, busted ELP you. open. Was attacking him with like chairs and DDTs on like the bleachers and kendo sticks. Finally, he beats ELP so much after he's busted up, he throws him in the ring. He hits the drop kicks in the corner, goes for the go to sleep, and ELP gets the the roll up, gets him off the roll up, beats him, and then as he's going back, he said, "Let's." It's like after Kenta like kept attacking him afterwards and stuff, but. He got up and he said, you're going to have to kill me <laughs> as he was going backstage. I'm like, this is my guy right here. He's the best. And Renderita Sonata was all right. It was all right. Man. <laughs> it was all right. And this is as, funny because, like, you know, the two I'm of them big are, are fantastic. Yeah, it was it was fine. Like, it was bad, but like it wasn't anything spectacular. But Will Ospreay, Okada. Ooh, I have been just like salivating to get home and watch this. The I've best part is I heard, feel like this is the only thing that has been like coming up on like you know the internet for me today. The best part is I feel like this is just phase one of. I feel like they're gonna face again in the finals because mm. Okada basically said like, "Well, job, good job, little bro. I'll see you in the finals." Right. And he beat him in eighteen minutes, beating Okada in under twenty. Mm. Like you know, in the promo afterwards that Osprey gave was great. I'm not gonna spoil any of that because we really don't have the time to truly do that. I would just say go watch it. It's great. Um, I think they definitely they definitely have a lot more. I've seen them have better, and it was still pretty good, but it's just monumental that Osprey even got that win. But uh, that being said, any last comments before we hit the outro? I'm tired, man. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said a being thing a face, in the last 15 minutes. Being a minutes. face is hard, brother. Being a face is hard, man. This Don't worry. You're going to watch the G1 final with me. But uh, do they? Hang on. I got one question about that. Do they still do the 20-minute time limit? Yeah, 20-minute time limit. Well, no, 30 for time. Okay. But it's only you're only really 
watching one match for the finals. So yeah, have tag exactly, matches, yeah. but like you just, it's kind of on, brother. Um, with that being said, we're gonna hit that outro. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to WWE on Blue 91.1 FM. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at by Logan Hurston. You can follow Noah at Noah underscore Phillips 64. Cooper does not have a Twitter. But Cooper, words of wisdom? I didn't want to do this during the, the segment because I thought it would interrupt the flow, but it's showdown when we know, not shootout. That's two. Dang it. Two. Dang it. For those keeping track at home. Well, if you want to listen to us, you can listen to us to all podcast players of your choice. We will be back next week, but Noah Phillips will not be here. Looks like Christian Cage is going for the Jungle Boy. Um, with that being said, we will see you guys next week. Goodbye and good night. Bang!